Hi everybody, I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. Welcome to our final edition of the 2019 season, the USF Don's Weekly Magazine Podcast Show. This will be the final uh, podcast of this 2019 baseball campaign as well as the 2018-19 school year. Well, the USF Don's chances of making the West Coast Conference Tournament for the second consecutive year with all was exterminated. Last Saturday, by virtue of LMU's 9-1 win over the Gonzaga Bulldogs last Saturday night at Page Stadium in Los Angeles, the Dons were still mathematically alive, were alive but within the, at the end of Saturday night with the virtue of their win, the Dons were all but completely eliminated from postseason play by virtue of their win. The Dons end up finishing the season 15-12 and 12 in West Coast Conference play in a virtual tie for fourth place for the fourth and final playoff spot to make it to Stockton for the West Coast Conference Tournament in Stockton. But their fate was all but exterminated with Loyola Marymount's victory. And because the two teams with identical records, Loyola Marymount won the tiebreaker virtue of their head-to-head taking two or three from the Dons on the hilltop back in late April. But all is not lost for the Dons in the season. The Dons end up were able to take two out of three, which included a doubleheader series sweep or a doubleheader sweep last Sunday against the Cal State Northridge Matadors from the Big West Conference. As they led by head coach, former USF Dons pitching coach and recruiting coordinator Greg Moore. As we look back at the as the Dons end up finishing with a 30 and 23 record. For their first 30 win campaign since 2013, that was the last time, of course, their last 30 win campaign was when they went to the, also were the West Coast Conference Tournament champion runner-up, and they also went to the NCAA Regional and at large bid, and at large both. When we get back, we'll have an interview with our guest, Zach Zangler, and we'll have a segment with Coach Giotano, where we cap the season what to look forward to for the 2020 season. We also look at some of the individuals for the for the Dons as well, and we look towards ahead where the Dons go from here during this off season and so much more. I'm Prime Professor Davis. Thank you for listening. You're listening to USF Dons Weekly Magazine Show on Anchor.fm/ASM Bay Area. We'll be right back. Welcome to our USF Dunn's final edition of our USF Dunn's Weekend Review and Preview, our final edition of the 2019 wrap-up season for the USF Dunn's on Dunn's TV. And you're listening, of course, on anchor.fm slash ASM Bay Area for our weekly podcast. Our final, this is our second segment. If you want listen to the podcast Weekend Review from the week of, from the week of May 17th through the week of May the 19-2019, the Dons season came to an end. They were able to, um, Dons finishing the season in West Coast Conference play, 15-12, and 12, and they finished a tie for fourth place in the West Coast Conference with LMU. Their shot, uh, the Dons coming in on Saturday night with a still a shot to going into the final weekend, but a shot to get into the West Coast Conference tournament in Barrowland Park in Stockton, but all that was totally exterminated with LMU's win over the Gonzaga Bulldogs on Saturday night and 
even though the teams both finished with a 15 and 12 record, the the Lions owned the head-to-head tiebreaker by taking two out of three to the Dons in their only home defeat series defeat series at, at up at um, on the hilltop. But uh, also the Dons finishing um, taking two winning a series doubleheader sweep over the Northridge Matadors of Cal State Northridge, including winning the rubber match on Sunday on Senior Day. Seeing the seniors on a positive note, the Dons finished in season 30-23, the most wins by a Dons team since 2013 when they last went to the NCAA Regionals and at large bid. So, Coach, um, lots uh, happening. What's happening now? The recap, let's recap the season. They just came up just a buck short of getting back to the to the island. Yeah, you know, but you don't you never know which one of those games it was or which one of those plays, so it's just all about playing hard, but yeah, finishing 15 and 12 tied with Loyola, uh, you know, probably got ourselves to blame not winning that series against them at home. Mm-hmm. It was a highly contested series and mm-hmm. obviously we know it's going to come down to one of those teams or or someone like that, you know, and uh, we didn't play well. Uh on that Saturday at BYU, we had a chance to win. We gave up a few leads. Could have been the San Diego, San Diego loss. San Diego, nothing lead right there. It was right there. And just like, you know, the great, right, I always say here, the way the great line by the great Ben Scully came up just a buck short. Yeah, we did. And we came up short this year, too, as well, you know. 15 and 12 doesn't get us in. And um, just one of those things, you know. We, we had... Uh, we had some really good highlights during the season. You know, offensively, I thought the club was was plenty good enough at times. Uh, defensively, we were a little short at a few positions where we didn't play uh, like we were capable of. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, we had some great efforts. Uh, we just uh, we just were a little short there too. And uh, I think when you look at it, 30 wins is a good season, and I'm, I'm proud of the guys. Equivalent of winning nine, equivalent of winning 90 games in Division One in major leagues. 30 wins compared with the 90, um, but um, I mean, I did look at some of the great numbers. I mean, uh, as uh, Jonathan Allen led the fin- was the home run champion, it's going to probably finish in the top five for the West Coast Conference uh, Player of the Year. Uh, also, some other contributors. Uh, as well, if you're watching on our po- listen to our podcast, we'll recap uh, with the, the some of the team awards in case you miss it. On Don's TV, but um, some of the individual awards also, um, you know, Riley Arnita was right up there with wins, and then he just ran out, the tank ran out down the stretch, and then you know, the pitching injuries with injuries to the, to the weekend stars was a was a deciding factor as well. Yeah, you know, it's tough to lose Landon. Uh, I thought he was going to be one of the best pitchers on Sundays in the conference. Uh, you know, Nishak not being able to give us quality starts throughout the season that was tough. Slominski being hurt most of the season and, and coming back and really pitching well late in the year, Last but game the, uh, uh, wasn't wasn't completely himself. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I thought we had some some great performances. Uh, I thought Fam was great. I thought Ornito was great at times. Uh, he did some wonderful things. And obviously, when you when you look at uh, when you look at the season, Washburn did some great things. Joey Steele breaks the saves record or comes close to it you know so I'd be uh, right up there with uh, Patrick McGuigan as the uh, 
single season record. Yeah, definitely. Really, that's I'm excited for, for another Joey. for another time, uh, sometime in the spring or in the fall, when we have our we work on our all decade team. I definitely gonna have um, you gotta have uh, have him on that on that closer. Yeah, you know, B, he had a, he had a good year, so I'm excited about what he did. And uh, you know, we ha we had uh, we had a lot of good things that went on this year, and we're gonna build on that. You know, 30 win season, we're gonna. We're going to build on that, uh, you know, 15 and 12, another winning record in conference. We're going to build on that, and then we're just going to keep on trucking. Yeah, uh, great song by the great Eddie, late Eddie Kendricks uh, from the Temptations, uh, Keep On Trucking. But um, some other um, things, uh, you graduated some seniors, uh, and they got some all academic award, awards, uh, individuals, um, or actually the first team uh, we have here, uh, Villa, Tyler Villa, Roman, Robert Emery, Alex Fan, they all were named WCC honors. Uh, Allen, of course, was the first team. And then Robert Emery had a great, had played very well down the stretch and was a, also was um, on the talk of him being the, uh, Emery was named the Buster Posey Award watch list as well, bagging team best 333 in conference play with 23 runs batted in it, two home runs, and he was um, had 1,000 fielding percentage and 128 chances. He finished the season batting a team best 320 with 17 multi-hit games, 10 multi-RBI performances, had four separate hitting streaks through at least eight games or more. I thought he had a great year. You know, obviously that was a big difference in, in why we were so successful with Allen and Emery and uh, Helen in the middle of that lineup. And, you know, I thought Rob was sensational catching-wise. Uh, Deserved an opportunity to be on that first team in the conference, and uh, you know, uh, excited that that he was able to put that year together. And uh, I look forward to a to a wonderful career for him at USF in the next year. Yeah, he's going to be back next year. I think he could be a prime candidate to be on that if he keeps on at the rate he's going. Could be a, a significant candidate uh, of the Giant Bench Award finalist next year. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, obviously uh, he. Uh, uh, he he was in there, you know. He was in. He was in, he was uh, up in the running and uh, didn't make it into the ten semifinalists. But uh, I think he deserves it with that 35 percent throwout percentage at second base, the fielding percentage, and what he did uh, from a hitting standpoint. Probably the most demanding position in baseball, um, other in the infield behind the dish, and he uh, you know he really uh, had that stamina this year. Yeah, you know, obviously. Uh, Excited about what Rob did and uh, and looking forward to the future. Yep, and then also Tyler Villaroman had a great year. Bag 300, really solidified that position, the the leadoff position. He had a 1,000 fielding percentage and 62 chances. He, I mean, if you could put a blindfold on him, he will make every play out there in center field. Oh, Vela was great. You know, he made uh, a lot of takeaways there, uh, did some great things on the bases with the stolen bases. Obviously, he made some great strides offensively as a, as a hitter as well. So uh, excited about his year. I think he's going to be one of the best defensive players in the conference. Yeah, he's going to be back next year. And then Pham uh, had a breakout year. He ended up uh, sophomore year, 90 strike strikeout walk ratio, 90 to 28. Better three one strikeout walk ratio through a team best 3.30 ERA. He uh, concluded his tenure on the Hilltop Sunday with a team leading eight in wins. 
And then um, so other, and then you had some guys make the all academic team importantly. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, wonderful stuff by uh, Riley Ornito on the academic team, Jack Winkler. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few guys, but you got that stuff in front of you. But uh, yeah, one wonderful job academically by our guys, and uh, you know, Fam's year, wow, exceptional what he did. Uh, what he did, not only. Uh, you know, coming in relief, but as a starter, but uh, man, he made some great strides. I'm excited for him. Yeah, and then uh, how about uh, Julian Washburn uh, picking with the tops in the conference and wins right up there in that top three range, top two. He uh, had had a sensation, sensational year. Yeah, you know, Wash uh, eight no boy, he was close, and uh, you know, he had a rough start against Cal that uh, led to that second. Uh, Led to his actually first loss, and then, you know, he had a rough outing at BYU, but outside of that, boy, he was fabulous all year. Eight wins is a lot of wins. And he also, you know, um, could be that long man, could be one of those midweek starters next year. That's going to be, you know, something to, to kick around down the road. Yeah, you know. Uh, could be another, could, yeah, could could be be another good, Evan Fredrickson. Could be a good starter for us. Could uh, could do some good things, so I'm, I'm excited for him. And then, you know, and then uh, Ornito's going to be the ace next year. I mean, hopefully, you know, if we get him and Deshack and Barossa. What's the status on Barossa? He's started, he's um, ahead of schedule. Yeah, you know, obviously he had the surgery and uh, he's ahead of schedule and, uh, uh, we hope that uh, he'll be throwing sometime, uh, hopefully sometime in the fall where he can start playing catch, and then sometime early next year he'll start getting off the mound in December. And, uh, you know, who knows with Ornito. Maybe Riley gets his chance to play professionally, and if he does, uh, best of luck to him. Uh, obviously that's something that uh, we hope he gets uh, whatever opportunity comes his way. But if he comes back, uh, we'll be excited to have him back, and then we'll go from there. Okay, and then uh, with that, um, with that, um, now as we flip the calendar, now we go into the uh, what's going to be. Where do you guys go from here uh, this off season and beyond? As looking forward towards the the 2020 season. You know, we got to get out there and recruit. Uh, we got to get everybody back healthy. We got to get everybody whipped into shape. We got to we got to win a lot of games to get back to 15 wins, and uh, we got to win a lot of games to get back to 30 wins. So. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board a little bit, you know. Winkler will be back. He's an exceptional player. Uh, Villa Roman be uh, he'll be back. Yovetich will be back. Uh, Westerman will be back. Munoz will be back. Uh, Emery will be back. Uh, Barasa, who comes back hopefully healthy. Nishak comes back healthy. Uh, Barasa comes back and he's hopefully healthy. Ricky Yurata, uh Brandon Grime, who went down. He's really, so really we got a lot of pieces that will be back. Yeah, and then you, for third base, Arata has been this, um, improved, improved at that hot corner throughout down the stretch drive, making some very big key plays, though. Yeah, Ricky's, you I know, mean, he's, he's, he's just been mastering his craft at third base. I mean, I mean, I want to do a piece with him sometime in the fall on the art of third base. I mean, a hot corner where you just, you know, with the glove, this is <laughs> with the glove right here, you know. Yeah. And it's really, this is kind of like the Greg Nettles, Ray, uh, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, Ray Knight, uh, Matt Williams type of glove. The, you know, you just, he just picks them clean. He'd be picking them clean. Yeah, you know, then, uh, uh, Ricky's, Ricky's worked hard. He's worked hard at his craft, and uh, I'm excited about what he's doing. And uh, he's, he's been a good player for us, so uh, really nice to, to, to be 
uh, in a situation where he'll be back and help us defensively next year. And I know he'll improve offensively from where he was and put together a lot of really great at-bats this year. So we're excited about it. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's like, um, he must be probably watching some of those clips of Ron Washington on YouTube, um, how you fielding or something. Because Ron, I mean, Ron reminds me of an Eric Chavez similar at that position. Yeah, you know, uh, he's... Uh, uh, he's done a great job, so uh, I'm excited for him. Got the ice cream. I mean, he got that, you know, scooping up vanilla ice cream on his glove. He could just pick him, though. Yeah, he and sure then, can. And then, you know, for Jack Winkler, he reminds me similar like a Jeff Lazar of Atlanta, though, the way he plays at shortstop when uh, Jeff Lazar was in his prime with the Braves. Uh, I remember seeing him through the early mid-'90s. He just uh, picks him clean, picking him clean, and he just and swings a good bat, though, too. Yeah, and yeah then, I agree. And then um, – and then what's going to be, uh, who's going to be some of the newcomers? You know you're going to have to sit, we say goodbye to Helen, Allen. Uh, um, those are going to be two um, two, um, two pieces, uh, and Cordero as well. Yeah, we got we got a few pieces coming in, you know, obviously. Uh, uh, we got a, a middle infielder coming in, um, Brock Bozette, brother of Bo Bozette, who played here in the program. Bo uh, his his younger brother. Yeah, we got we got a junior college player from uh, Marin, uh, right-handed pitcher Benz, who's going to come in and, and be able to help us. We got a few young guys, Rosalman and Burns, right-handed pitchers that are going to be able to help us. Um, obviously, we got two outfielders, ju a junior college outfielder and a high school outfielder. So we got a lot of guys coming in. We'll wait till we they get here and and, and they get situated before we start talking about them, V. And they still uh, and you still uh, Anthony Diabora still uh, calling you up trying to get some more players to come down. Though. Yeah, and they had a good year too. So how, yeah. did, how did they do? They uh, they end up losing in the in the playoffs, but they had a good year. They they won the first round of the playoffs, and uh, Anthony's done a great job. And, and speaking of good jobs, Greg Moore uh, he was here on the hilltop last weekend. Um, your thoughts on Greg Moore? It was great to come back. All the former players, teammates, and pitchers under Greg Moore when they played Cal State Northridge. Yeah, you know, obviously great to see Greg and uh, to, to have an opportunity to compete against him. And uh, he's he's a wonderful coach, and he's done a lot of good things for this program. So I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, and then um, and then also. Uh, also during the summer, you'll be uh, also spend some time with Nico, and then you know, and then before you know it, the late mid late August, the the, uh, the the circus will be coming back. Cause now with the with graduation, all that's done, um, everybody the circus is uh, is gone though. Yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll be good to see Nico play and uh, and check in on him, and and hopefully he's doing well. And uh, obviously he's playing right now as we're doing this taping. So I'd like to kind of get back and watch his game sometimes. But uh, yeah, I, I wish the best. And uh, nothing, nothing, uh, no, no news, any, no further renovations on the Band-Aid Diamond at this time. Everything is stand assuming though down the road. Yeah, too. you know, eventually we got to build a hitting facility, B, and we got to get the locker rooms done, but uh, right now uh, Benedetti's in pretty good shape. It's a nice I'm, place. Yeah, and I know the task is right now, the focus is on uh, Sobrato Center. I know Joan, and, and your thoughts on Joan replacing Scott Sidwell, and that's kind of a quick, easy transition. Oh, I think Joan's going to be fabulous. Uh, yep. She's... Uh, it's been a good transition for us, you know. Obviously, Scott did wonderful things oh, yes, for the he program. Did. I, I'm gonna miss Scott though. He he came here. He came in right into the fire when uh, eight years ago when he when 
this team won the conference uh, title on the final day of the season. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah. Or, or won the con well the outright against Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight years ago was one. And that was uh, technically this had concluded. He concluded what eight, 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 nearly eight full years on the hilltop. Yeah, nice to have Scott here. I think Jones going to do a wonderful job, and I think we're in great hands. They like uh, like uh, Jonas like that is like your homeroom school teacher. Uh, <laughs> uh, saw the saw the other side of you when you got wrong against St. Mary's. But let's. Uh, what are your thoughts of the WCC tournament as we're doing this taping? Uh, uh, who do you like coming out of uh, surviving out of the island up in Stockton? Well, you know, obviously, I'm not going to pick BYU. We, we saw that they've already been eliminated, so. And now, as we're doing this taping, they're going to have to wait their fate uh, all weekend long. Sweating oh, they out. should if, get in, B. They should get well, in. They're, they, they're a good enough team. Yeah. Their RPI is good enough. The conference should have two teams. Whoever wins the tournament. Yes. And then, obviously, the BYU. So, uh, I think it's. I think they should be in. I, I just think that's what the conference you deserves. Might get three, maybe get three if Gonzaga. If the well, if Gonzaga got a good RPI, they might get. They got a quality win against um, Oregon State, and if uh, St. Mary's, who could be um, a, a sleeper, who comes out of this, um, survive the, the survival of the island up in uh, Stockton. You, we already know that Cal Stanford's going to um, going to be going to the th tournament. That's guaranteed question is Stanford will they get a national they will be hosting but will they get a national seed to have home field throughout the play throughout the uh, had to go through them for the super regionals that's the $64,000 question Cal's pretty much is going to get in and the question is now could the Bay Area get three teams in that has not happened since uh, I believe since 2011 yeah, St. Mary's got a chance to get one, get in there, and, they and uh, they're pitching. playing well. And, and really obviously, as we're taping this, that game's going on. So, uh, right, you know, we're hard at work while the teams are playing. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I, I wish the best of luck to all those guys. But uh, we'll we'll see who comes out of that conference championship. Okay, coach. Well, that's um, thank you for another season. We just concluded our 21st season together, and the final. Um, Kind of like the final with other outside of the fall news of the team. Next year we'll be beginning our 22nd year and will be our third de decade on the with the USF. Though we've been doing this since 1999, it'll be our third different decade. Yeah, you know, uh, excited, B. Thanks for all your help and thanks for all you do uh, to help the program and 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 give us the publicity that you do. And uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully another decade. All right, Coach, thank you, and you go on and have a nice summer. Thanks, B. That's... Okay, we're back here on our USF Duns Weekly Magazine, our final edition of the USF Duns Weekly Magazine podcast for our recap of the season on anchor.fm slash arenas ASN Bay Area. Talk with Zach Zangler, our analytics uh, research and Don's finishing the season 15 and 12 in West Coast Conference play and 30 and 23 overall as we're doing this taping uh, the West Coast Conference tournament is still in progress in fact as we're doing this taping um, 
putting the show together. Loyola Marymount are the who who finish ahead of the Donuts. One game back for that final spot in the WCC tournament comes out as the survivor at Bear Island Park as the champions of the West Coast Conference tournament, and they'll be heading off to the NCAA regionals for the first time in nearly, nearly two decades. First time since 2000 to be exact. And we got Zach Zangler on the phone just to recap for the season. Uh, how you been, Zach? Hey, Brian, I've been good down in the South Bay. Um, I think, you know, we're still, I think we're, it's been two weekends now. It's been one weekend since, uh, one week since the season's officially been over. And it's been the last week we've just been trying to gather everyone's thoughts. And I think the most important thing now is moving forward. But, um, like you said, 30 and 26, we won more than half of our games, 16, 12 in league play. Um, there are definitely a few games there that, uh, that stick out that we probably could have won, but oh, um, yeah. I think the yeah. are on the future now. Yeah, you, uh, just uh, before we uh, before we put a stamp on the season, you can look back at some of the games. The LMU game when they blew a four nothing eight five leads in Provo some two weeks ago, as we do in the saping. Then you know you can look back at the um, game against San Diego in San Diego on that Sunday back in March. I think it was like nearly what two months ago. Eight, in fact, eight weeks ago this weekend to be exact, when they blew that four nothing lead. Which the uh, Terrells came from behind to steal that win at Fowler Park in San Diego. And then you can look back a month ago this weekend when the Dons could not get that, uh, losing two or three, which all three games to be exact were 1 1 games at home. Their first and only conf- loss in conference play at home. And now, a month later, the Lions of Loyola Marymount wins the conference tournament as we're doing this uh, recording and it comes down to that just that one game and like the great line by the like by two great paraphrases who I grew up listening to who don't have their association with baseball or both during my youth uh, growing up in that part of the 80s uh, when they were at NBC both uh, the great line catch a phrase by the late Dick Enberg saying oh my and um, Vince Scully the great line that the Dons just come up all oh, just a buck short. That's kind of where the Dons fell just a buck short. And who knows? Who knows that one game could be the difference. And the team was still mathematically alive going the beginning on Saturday. By the end of Saturday night, of course, their fate was sealed with uh, with their win with um, Loyola Marymount beating Gonzaga down at Page Stadium in Los Angeles. And even if if uh, somehow if Pepperdine would have won their series against St. Mary's, it would have been a three-way tie. The Dons could not get in one way or the other because then Pepperdine would have got the final spot and would have both the tiebreakers over both USF and LMU because of their series season series victories, taking two out of three from both clubs. Yeah, um, Remind that baseball, these days come down to one or two pitches in a game, and when you look at those two, three games, that where things really did come down to one or two pitches, it pushes you to prepare even better, and I think that just gets pounded home that you can't take pitches off, and especially 
tight ball games that we're in because you never know which pitch is going to make the difference. But I think we're all forward now. I think it's been a week now since we had exit meetings this week. And then yeah, and also forward now. Yep. And one more footnote uh, in that game, that last game, that three-game series against LMU when Tyler Villaroma got tagged when they pulled up that first play at the plate. That was the and it ended up turning to be a one-run loss to the Lions, and that that was the difference. The, kind of like the game of inches. But, um, yeah, no kidding. Um, I remember that. I was watching that right from the in the underground on the third base side, so right by the Elmi dugout. And that's correct that, you know, sometimes the game just comes down to a few inches, but um, unfortunately can't go back and change the path, so all you can do is work in the present and hope for a better future. Yeah, now let's uh, look at some of the numbers uh, for the team in the final uh, for the team in bad 264 team bang average outranks I think second in the conference and then uh, you look at some of the numbers uh, Jonathan Allen he led the led the WCC in home runs Robert Emery a Buster Posey award watch list a team batting a team 333 in conference play 23 RBIs six doubles two home runs he was flawless behind the plate he bat a team best 320 overall with a, a team high 17 multi-hit games and 10 multi-RBI performances. He uh, had separate uh, four separate hitting streaks going at least eight games or more. Right. Um, they were definitely um, uh, good-time performers, at least from the offensive side. On John Allen providing the damage piece. Um, Rob was a very, I'm not going to say we didn't have as high expectations for Rob, but Rob was a guy that kind of took one. The role that was allocated to him right from the get-go, he was able to provide versatility uh, with the bat and swing it for power. He swing it from swing it for average. Um, that's alluding to the multi-hit games. Um, then you look at guys, I mean, offensively speaking, guys like Tyler Roman, um, Tyler Got off to a pretty slow start, but the guy's mentally, the guy's mentally tough. He's a gamer. Um, he got healthy. He got his speed tool back. Um, he made an adjustment with the swing. The hit tool started to come back. Uh, so he had a, a good close of the year, a really good middle of the year. Then he went fall down a little bit, and then he closed out well. Um, uh, and then, of course, Jonathan Allen providing the damage piece, and then... You look at other guys, you see Brandon Grimes, um, getting hurt with a broken hand didn't help, but he, he showed some bright things. It's going to be a very good sub. It's going to be a very good second baseman next year. Got a chance to win, regain that position at second base, and he had a big hit, though, too. Um, he had a home run as well, though. If it, if he had if he, if he had the Dons went to the postseason tournament, he would have had a good chance to be back in there playing in Stockton this week. In the um, and he'll get better. I mean, I'm not 100% sure where he's going to be playing this summer, but he'll be playing somewhere, uh, rehabbing the hand, uh, getting a swing back. Um, he'll be fine. Yeah. And then also, um, let's, and then also having, um, um, also, but the pitching was really the, the big, was the big thing down the stretch drive. I mean, 
you know, the injuries. I mean, if you were to ask me a while back, you lose not only you lose your 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 Sunday starter, your two of your three weekend starters to be exact, and still have a chance to get in be math to be a official wouldn't be mathematically eliminated until the next to last day of the season. That's a hats off accomplishment. Yeah, um, I think we were battling injury, injuries all year. The guys, guys stepped in the role, and I remember we talked about this week one, B, where, you know, we weren't entirely sure what was going to happen, but we knew that there were going to be roles that opened up for guys, and certain guys, thinking of Alex Pham, Julian Washburn, um, all the guys that got split, Scotty Parker especially, um, especially think of those three guys. Guys that jumped into roles uh, and they exceeded expectations. Those guys are gamers. Those guys are going to come back ready to play next year. I mean, not not Scott, of course, Scott's going to be graduating, but Alex and Julian, they're going to come back and be asked to even more. Yeah, and some, I mean, and, and, and um, about the infield, I mean, in the infield to be exact, you're going to miss Riley Helen, you're going to miss um, John Allen. But, I mean, the way it looks, looks like uh, Emory will be back next year for his fifth year. And then um, Bill Roman, assuming uh, they don't get picked up in the draft, I think uh, all intents and purposes, they'll be back next year. Yordavis will be a junior. He'll be back. Winkler and Arata is going to be back. And Winkler had a really played very well, swung a hot, hot bat down the stretch drive for San Francisco. Right. Um, I think that one thing that... At least it's been on my radar. I think of the guys that we are losing in the order. We're losing Allen and Helen, so that damage component of run creation has to be replaced somehow. Um, but that's where guys, you know, these guys are going to go off to the summer and they're going to develop. Maybe some some of the guys, maybe the Jacob Westermans, um, Nicky Overtiches, Matty Munoz, um, who else is in there? Maybe Mendibles. Uh, maybe these guys can develop a power tool of some sort. Maybe they can step into that role. So I think that's one thing that's on my radar. I can't wait to see the guys come back in the fall, do the new recruits, um, do what the club looks like next year. Be yeah, and also Jack Wingler, he um, he had the, the big walk-off double against against the St. Mary's and. And he had a, had a big he had a big he had a had some big hits down the stretch, swing the bat very well, very well against Pacific, and then um, you're looking at um, yeah, and then now look at as we look at the pitching. I mean, if you don't lose Barasa and Ishak, I think uh, this team is we will be playing right now in Stockton most likely, and probably looking at 35 wins. Talk about a good chance of possibly be playing uh, sometime next week in the NCAA uh, regionals. Right. Um, yeah, you never know. Um, injuries are very frustrating at times. I think this club did a good job of just keep moving forward. That's all you can do. But you know, the injuries are going to come. So you know, unfortunately, injuries they're going to come next year too. Um, yeah. But. If we can move forward, if we can, at the pace that we move forward this year, the guys just kept playing. Um, I, I like where we'd be. Yeah, I think because every year, you, you know, you just uh, you just can't make predictions because if you're going to make predictions, just 
forget because you know, you know, I I was looking watching that broadcast of the the WCC tournament in the finals. Uh, that people had by the so-called experts had LME picked to finish seventh this year, and they were able a team able to get that who kind of went to the finish line, struggled a bit down the stretch, and won that one game to get themselves into the tournament, and it, plus that tiebreaker advantage over the Dons to get that final spot, and that and you know. They go from probably from seventh at the beginning of the year to being the champions of the West Coast Conference, and they're back in the postseason play. It's the uh, the first time since uh, 2000. I think it's for the ninth time in the school's history that they'll be going to the NCAA regional. And of course, the last time LMU was in a regional was back in 2000. Of course, they had that run in the late 90s when they won really off three straight uh, championship titles during the late 90s. So they're so the Lions of LMU are returned to glory, and we'll find out where they're going to be headed on Monday for the NCAA selection show coming up. There. That will be Monday morning. And then um, and then also um, the pitching was uh, really Riley Onito just, I mean, he just ran out of gas for the second straight year down the stretch, and you know, and maybe because of the fact that those two other weekend starters, uh, other than Scotty Parker, just um, you know, boy, O'Neill just ran out of gas, and he he could be up uh, in the draft. But I hope he like I like the I, I talked to his family, his dad. I hope he comes back uh, next year. He can try to finish the job. Uh, obviously, that's his decision. That's also out of our, that's all out of our control. We'll see what happens in the draft. But um, yeah, Riley's a competitor. I know the last two years, things down the stretch didn't weren't what we'd like them to be, what we'd all like them to be. But there were still games um, in the second half. I I can recall us dropping a two to one game at one point. Um, Late in the season on a Friday, I'm blanking on which one it was. It was uh, it was in mid-April. It was in early April. It was on that Friday. I wasn't there because I was at the Giants home opener, but I was keeping um, buds on that on the on the score on the score. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was on you. We lost two to one. Yeah, that's a game where he pitched his tail off. Um, it's in the second half of the year, and I know things kind of unraveled at the end. I know the Gonzaga start, the BYU start, but. Um, he still, the game that he pitched well in, for the most part, we won, and that's, that's what we asked for. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Yeah, I mean, you look back, and I mean, I was thinking, I said, now, well, LMU's in the uh, championship final, and they came into the, in, in the, in the, the, the finals, um, in the championship series part, uh, undefeated. And St. Mary's, of course, um, had to beat them twice to win the, for a chance to win their second WCC title in four years, and obviously with the loss today, that kind of ends their season because their RPI is not good enough. But um, you look at um, but but you look at the LMU. You think of um, just that one game. If if we if they win that game, they take two out of three. Then it could be us right now, probably in the championship final. Who knows? We we might right now be uh, be the kings of the West Coast Conference, uh, throwing champagne at each other in the clubhouse, and and did so. <laughs> well, well, that's what we're working for. Um, one day at a time, one thing at a time. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, I think. 
Yeah. And the conference has gotten better and better. Um, you know, you look, it has gotten better. It just have gotten better in recent times. I mean, Pepperdine, last year's champion of the WCC for the regular season, missed out of going back uh, back into, uh, to the island. They just fell a buck short. And then, um, and then you look at the conference next year, you know, uh, Portland and Pacific is definitely uh, coming up, and then, you know, San Diego is always going to be there despite missing the tournament two years in a row. And then next year, you the, the calendar flips. I mean, the good news is BYU comes to the hilltop, and Gonzaga, they come here. But the bad news is you got to make two trips down to Los Angeles to play Pepperdine in Malibu and at Eddie's at any field in Malibu and you got to go to take on LMU down across town from Pepperdine down at Page Stadium near the LA airport. Those will be good matchups next year. Um, luckily, let's see, we also, we're going to end up going up to Portland, but... Yeah. Go to Portland, correction, and go to go out and, and be taking that bus ride out to Gusto Field in Moraga to take on the uh, St. Mary's Gales in Moraga. Yeah, I, I think the most, I mean, obviously this is a way early conversation, but I think one thing that especially the California schools don't like is when you find yourself going to Gonzaga, BYU, in um, March when it's still freezing cold. So we know we're not going to get any of those tips. I don't, think, I don't think we don't play. Uh, yeah, the good news is we don't have to go up there in March to play up in Provo or up in Spokane, though. It's a good, it also was a good year for St. Mary's because St. Mary's, uh, not only they you know they fell just short in the championship final for baseball, but their men's hoops teams win the West Coast Conference Tournament, got the automatic bid to the NCAA Regional, and, you know, they came up, came up just short, forcing the game um, to a decisive game where they would have to beat them twice, uh, to beat LME twice to win the, um, the tournament, and a, a good chance that the Bay Area would have three teams going to the regionals. Right. Um, I'd say it was a good year for the conference. Um, it's, a, it's a good thing for everybody when everybody's strong. Yeah. And then uh, also, um, I'm, as we're looking ahead towards 20, what, what, what's, what's, the, what's the plans for you doing this offseason uh, or in the coming weeks uh, after you know, with the Don season's concluded? I'll be in um, the Cape Cod League. I'll be an assistant GM for the Wareham Gateman. We're actually going to have um, Jack out there. He's going to be out there for a period um, on our club. But I'm just going to be doing uh, basically more analytics stuff with uh, the Gateman and the Cape Cod League. And that's and then, Boston, right? Right, right out in New England. So the, the plane leaves next week. I'm kind of scrambling right now. <laughs> the ship leaves next week, so don't miss the ship. <laughs> and that's a pretty cool gig for you, because you're going to get paid, and they're going to take good care of you. Yeah, it's a one day at a time, one thing at a time. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, my, my plan is going to be for this summer, I'm just wrapping up the season, putting together this uh, final podcast, and then I wrap up the season. I'm going to be most likely um, where with the Dons are not going to be in postseason. With the Dons season later, I'll be uh, doing some, um, looks like Stanford's going to be hosting the regional, and um, they're, they're going to be hosting the regional, and um, the way they're, I mean, they, 
and then Cal looks likely they're, they're going to be going to a region. they got a good, legitimate RPI ranking rating, so they're going to be in there. So the Bay Area will be well represented. It's nice to see, uh, you know, it would be great to see USF be in there. The last time USF, Cal, and Stanford had been to the um, regional the same year, you got to go back, uh, I believe, 2011. That was when Stanford went. Uh, Cal that year went to the College World Series. Stanford got no large bet, and the Dons won the West Coast Conference tournament. Uh, no, they won the West Coast Conference championship outright. The tournament thing didn't begin until two years later, so it was whoever finished first won the entire thing outright. And it was um, it was a, it was a big eight years ago this weekend on Labor or Memorial Day weekend when they won the conference title on the final day of this um, of the regular season. Right, right. Uh, the great talented program. Yep. And then, um, of course, we got a chance to also um, see Greg Moore, former Don's pitching coach and recruiting, recruiting coordinator. I was there, though, Zach, when he started. The, he was a pitcher with the program back in 1999. I was a 22-year-old rookie getting my feet wet with college baseball on a full-time basis. And your thoughts about Greg Moore, and you probably heard the stories. Uh, your thoughts and your own words. Yeah, you know, I've heard the stories about him. He's been like a great, a great Don as a player, and then he came back as a coach. Um, I got the opportunity to shake his hand when they were in here, when, they were, when Northridge was in here for the last week in the series. Um, I think that's just the people that this program produces. Uh, the type of person that this program produces is a great person. And then um, also, um, because there are now some rumors, of course, that, that these two teams will hook up over at their place out there in Northridge, and I'm thinking about definitely want to go out there and do some play-by-play next uh, next baseball season. Yeah, um, schedule yeah, I'm not entirely, uh, I have no, honestly, I have no uh, involvement with the schedule, so I wouldn't, uh, this is news to me, but yeah, it'll be a good uh, off-conference, off non-conference weekend. Yeah, it's, it's not official, but they're just, just rumors, though, so just for, for the record straight, just rumors, that's all. Uh, okay, and then, um, also, um, there was some, and then plus, um, what, what do you think about the outlook for the future for the Dons? I mean, we will be still, we'll, I'll be keeping base with you in the, uh, throughout the summer when I do, um, we um, rename the format to base to the Baseball Limited, be doing what's going on, uh, coming up, the draft, uh, who are you looking for some of our players from the Dons will be coming, could be going to sign that uh, coming up, uh, some of the seniors will be going. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure, B. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the scouts are seeing, what the scouts are thinking. But we got three great players. Um, I think it speaks to, if you look at the success that our guys have had in professional baseball, um, we, we produce that quality of player. So, I can't, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there's going to be a handful of guys that should be getting um, phone calls on the first you got there. And then also, um, you know, a lot's uh, and, and also um uh, really, and and that and, and what are your final thoughts uh for a few more thoughts before we uh 
move base. Uh, what are your thoughts your first season? What did you like uh, your first season doing baseball analytics for USF Dons? Yeah, you know, I talked about this with the coaching staff um, in my exit meeting. I think that we developed a lot of cool tools for myself and the Quantas Studies team, uh, the team of student analysts. We developed a lot of cool tools that um, the next step will be to work on the application piece. So we developed these tools, we developed these models, and that's like how, how do these tools help us on the field? So I think we need to get better at working on that application. Um, using models, using tools to help the team on the field and help decision making, but um, it was a blast. I was in the office every night working, and it's just, uh, it's like everything, it's a one day at a time, one thing at a time process. You just gotta, you just gotta keep at it, keep grinding. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's been a long season. We we started this back in February. We did our first show. This was uh, February some three months ago. Now, what, uh, 12, and 12 weeks later, and, you know, the season unfortunately comes to an end. And, you know, when you look at other teams, uh, their season had probably had been, you could, I mean, you, we could either, we could be in the shoes of Santa Clara, who were eliminated before even, the, the season even started with the horrendous season they had finishing in the basement or, or you look at um, uh, I mean or you can I mean and you look at every team every, nine of the ten teams in the WCC won at least 20 games or more every team except for Santa Clara yeah, conference Tom's came to play this year and conference will come to play next year as well yeah. And then also, uh, uh, and then uh, finally, uh, any, and, and also finally, uh, um, that, and finally, I'd like to say thank you very much all season long. And I'm gonna be, like I said, wrapping this thing up, uh, the final podcast, and we'll be, um, be getting, wrapping up the season, gonna be doing some other jobs and take a little vacation stuff and see some uh, my old friends from. Uh, colleagues I've known for a long time and start preparing for our football season Niners are trap part or the billionaire season coming up real soon and you know train camp is what eight weeks away <laughs> looking forward to it well uh, Zach I mean thank you for coming along and assisting us all year long and uh, you know um, I know things didn't quite work out we just fell buck short and um, you know, I hope you'll be back in the fall we'll, we'll talk to you I'll catch you later during the summer and uh, Hope you'll be back with the Dons during the fall uh, season uh, when they uh, when they reconvene in the fall in, in October for the fall uh, practices. That's fine on that, Steve. All right, I'll talk to you throughout the summer. You have a great summer. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right, that's all right. Take care. All right, that's Zach. That is Zach Zangler, the USF Dons resident of our Alex resident. Thank you for him being on the show throughout the entire year. As um, and I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. You're listening to USF Dunn's Weekly Magazine, our final edition podcast for this season on anchor.fm 